Oh, we got a big show today on the Jock and Journo podcast. A massive weekend in footy. And our man, Scotty Pendlebury, coming with a bullet in the Coaches Award. You've been on fire, mate, to 19 votes in the Coaches Award over the past two weeks. The captain of Collingwood, five-time best and fairest, five-time All-Australian, number 10 for the Pies. Scotty Pendlebury, how are you, mate? I'm uh, going all right, mate. You? I'm uh, good, thank you. We're going to talk about Indian food in a second because for the first time in your life, You've had a curry of some description. We've been uh, going on about this for some weeks, and you've finally done it. Braden Cox, our producer and resident funny man. How are you, buddy? Yeah, very well, thanks. I, I still, um, that's what I'm looking forward to most out of the podcast, the, the Indian review. It's going to be interesting. We've got a special, special, special guest for the show uh, today, people. And are you excited? I am the most powerful man in football, the CEO of the AFL, Gil McLaughlin. Eddie's not going to be happy that you said that. No, at least not. He'd be the number two man, wouldn't he? Don't know. We've got Gil on the show. We're going to talk a bit of footy. We're going to talk about his playing career and uh, see how that CBO and a few other hot topics are going. So uh, he's been asking for weeks, boys, to come on the show. And we finally got him. But, Scotty, we've been asking you for a couple of weeks. Any danger of having a curry or some Indian food of any type? We hear that you've uh, you've finally gone there. What did you think? Um, Yeah, it was really nice. So, as you know... We're new parents, me and Alex, so we don't have much time for cooking in between just actually trying to figure out what is actually happening in our lives at the minute. So um, we did a food order from Dynamic, who um, were involved with the business, and they do an Indian dish. Ooh, what, so we what had, was it? Uh, Indian korma curry. Delicious. Yeah, so I didn't really know what to expect, but it was unbelievable. It was really, really nice. See? So. Um, I got a little bit of feedback. I put it on Instagram saying historic night first time we're about to try it. <laughs> um, and yeah, people have um, said you should go out and try a restaurant. So yep. I think we'll between the, the three of us yes. in the next few weeks, we'll find a great restaurant somewhere in Melbourne, great Indian restaurant, and we'll go there for a feed and then we'll review it. Can we have a couple of beers? Or? Um, yeah, we'll do it before, during the bye week. So take us to what you've already tried. So you've, you've tried the dynamic uh, Indian curry. Tell us a bit, go... Very sp- in-depth. Well, the spices surprised me. It was, I'm not great with spices, and it was a little bit spicy, so I was surprised by that. Right. Uh, it was very tasty. It had little bits of chicken in it, which were really nice. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. Out really of 10? Very um, master chef. Oh, probably out of 10. It's hard to put an end point on it, but probably seven, seven and a half. Yeah, okay. Well, you're, fan- you're always banging on about your own meals and how good a cook you are. Thanks is the best Doesn't cook. Well, yeah. I, like, I love Japanese, so like... For me, I thought like Japanese to Indians fairly extreme. That's so. a pretty big jump. Yeah, so um, I don't know why. I'm having having Japanese, tasted what you've you've tasted, you should you should start cooking it. I'll, I'll give it a go. If there was an AFL Master Chef, would you be Collingwood's representative? Do you think? Um, oh yeah, I'd be close. Probably, probably. I'd be close. Hey, you've come in here today with an epoxy looking beard. Like it is so patchy, yeah, and right. look, it's abs- It's one of the worst beards I've actually ever seen. <laughs> Correct. I don't think we're the three beard ambassadors in here. We're probably <laughs> well. My older brother, you <laughs> couldn't grow a beard between the three of us. <laughs> my older brother Critter can grow a proper beard. Yeah, yeah. He's and then my good. younger brother Ryan and me are just patchy. Yeah, to get like. Big mo and then chin and neck beard with nothing on the sides. But the, it is bad. Um, and your lovely wife, Ali, what's her feedback on the beard? Uh, she thinks it's she wants crap. it cut. Yeah, good. ASAP. So there's a funny story behind this. Why have you got a beard? And there seems to be. Well, a few I'm growing. Calling. I'm growing the beard because we lost the goal kicking competition to our coaches um, three weeks ago, and we'll continue growing the beard as we continue winning games of football. So how many? Um, so two weeks we've been growing for. It's three weeks because it happened the day after we lost to. The Giants, the comp happened. 
we lost, so it's sort of three weeks. So you've lost three goal-kicking comps to your old 40-year-old coaches? I think we've coaches. lost four. Wait, so um, what you're sporting right now is three weeks? Yeah. That's not yeah. great. I know, it's no. so patchy, isn't it? So um, why, why are your coaches beating you in the goal-kicking well, so, competition? Well, partly because we you do it one athletes. To, we, we do it one to two game, two days post-game, so all sore and stiff kicking oh, from excuses. 35. Excuses. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we... Fairness to us, we're probably kicking it about eighty percent. They're just they don't really miss. But name, so the, name the coaches though, because so there's some elite Nathan, performance. Nathan Buckley, suspect, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. He has missed a few, really? so he's a target player of ours. Anthony Rocker, I think he's Norton four, so he's definitely a target player. But Ooh. then Scotty Burns hasn't missed. Robert Clutch. Harvey hasn't missed. Clutch. Um, who else is there? Brenton Sanderson hasn't missed. Tarkin Lockyer doesn't miss. Brad Gotch hasn't missed. Wow. Um, so Bucks is the one who's letting the coaches nah, down. No, not well, Anthony Rocker is. Okay, um, he's the goal kicking expert. His brother's the man who's transformed well, I think Levi Kessel. His game. brother's the goal kicking expert. Right. Okay. Um, Anthony's our rock coach here. So um, yeah, it's been a bit of fun having um, these bets with the coaches and, and things like that. So last week we all dressed up as old fashioned footballers, which we just pigeonholed as Bucks and <laughs> tucked our jumpers in and socks up. And you're all as you're all training as Nathan Buckley. Absolutely, for oh, a training session. and um, It's the first time in my career I've tucked my jumper in and pulled my socks up. and um, I, didn't mind, I didn't mind it. Did you have a laugh? Um, yeah, you have a laugh. Who did, who did you the, start training and then... Who did the best Bucks impression? Oh, not the, I think the best old um, day impression was Goldie because he socks up, um, the DP on, the oil on the arms, run the lap. Some of the gags on the lap about the, the meat tray raffles after training and <laughs> deposits for footy trips and things like that at country clubs. So, um, yeah, it's been a bit of fun. We've worn suits into the club for a review because we lost the, the goal kicking comp. So, um, yeah, we'll compete again, I think, tomorrow and see how we go. Any danger of a win for the players? I hope so. Tomorrow, I think tomorrow will be our day because we're a bit fresher this week. Okay. We've delayed it. Hey, um, let's quickly talk about the Zach Jones punch. It was the biggest issue in footy, and then we're going to get uh, Gil on the line. The game's in great shape if that's the biggest issue in footy. It is, but what did you think about the punch in football? Um, Should it be outlawed totally? No, like, well, and if you just not, do it regardless of the force? Well, it's, it's, I've, I've said this before, but it's hard to put a black and white rule in place because it's a grey area game. So, um, you know, had Zach hit him in the chin, he probably cops a week, but he punched him in the chest, deemed as low impact, he cops a fine, so... By the letter of the law, it's, it's correct. So you're cool, you're cool with the MRP sanction of just a yep. fine for that? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, they've stopped the jumper punch now and I've, it, all it's going to be now is an open, open palm sort of push in the chest anyway. So um, it's a competitive sport. It's, you know, there's so much on the line every week and temples will flare. And, um, you know, but if there's, there's nine games a weekend, if there's two to three incidents, I think we're going all right. Considering we get lauded for how competitive we are yeah. and, animals and flying the flag and all this type of stuff and where I understand the concern but I think the issues aren't they're getting better and players will adapt and you know the first one who does throw a legitimate punch and hurt someone they'll cop weeks yep but I think I think it was Chris Scott said the other night um, about you know if you were to punch someone and the umpire does see it the best way to stamp that out straight away is pay the free kick Mm. not leave it to the um, match review panel what do you think the reaction would have been if he got a week? What, was it set up to be this like lose-lose situation? I don't deal with what-ifs, mate. Well, well, Jay does. <laughs> Jay loves a what-if. Jay loves a what-if. Uh, what if he gets suspended for a week? Do you reckon the reaction is, 
oh, it's soft. He's gone out for a week. He shouldn't have got rubbed out for that. Insufficient force. That would be the fan and media debate. Yep. Internally for players, it would be shown. This is what happened. He got a week for that. Do not be stupid enough. So don't do it. To do this. And would as Bucks already said something along those lines? Um, you know, that you're on... That yeah, yeah. Just... Don't punch. We're Slap. On. We're on. Slap. You're on watch. Yeah. So don't do anything silly. Hey, um, we're going to talk to Gillian McLaughlin. He's been asking for weeks to get on the show, boys. He's a big listener, I know. He's uh, always downloading our podcast. So uh, I believe Gillian McLaughlin, the AFL CEO, is calling us right now. Gillian, are you there? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. No worries, Gil. Hey, Gil, I've just been looking into your sporting career. Um, let me reel off a few... A brief, st- that would have been a brief journey. <laughs> let, me, just let me read off a few stats and correct me if I'm wrong. You played at Uni Blues for 10 years from 94 to 03. You were yeah. captain from 2000 to 2002, the Uni Blues best and fairest in 2000. You played in the Vaffa State side. You have also represented Victoria in polo, which I'm not sure what that game is. And you're also a national selector in polo. Is this correct? Yeah, no one's done to this level of briefing before. It's impressive. Can you explain polo? Are we talking Portsy polo? Is that polo? Uh, that is polo. It's not very good polo down there, but it, uh, it's, it's, uh, that's polo off-field at an elite level, not on-field. So I've been to the uh, Portsy polo, but never seen the game. Yeah, I don't think you would have seen it outside <laughs> the marquee, would you? No, I haven't. No, I, I grew up on a farm and uh, road, and there was a polo club down the road, and I um, yeah, I got to start playing, and I enjoy it. I actually got to be okay, so the point that people would pay me to play, and that's what I done. I played for for a year or two in England as a professional. So yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a weird one, but I like it. What's your highlight from your sporting career? Do you play any flags? No, I, lo- I lost two two grand finals. Ooh, yeah. um, uh, in one of those grand finals, uh, we lost by fifteen goals, and I played in the ruck all day against one guy, and he won the medal for best on ground. So that Ooh. wasn't. Clearly, one of my highlights. <laughs> I won a um, at university. I won a a college grand final with some very close mates, and the, that we hadn't won for thirty years. I'd say that's right up there. Yeah, wow. and I played. How were the grand World final Cup. celebrations? Gil. Yeah, it was big, very Good. very big. <laughs> and um, I played in the World Cup polo in America, oh, wow. Australia, which was which was. I, I uh, it was we had to qualify and it was a long journey good time as well. Gil as a ruckman, who would you compare yourself? So you see the modern ruckman out there in the game at the moment, Max Gorn, <laughs> Toby Rock. Were you a Sanderlands type or athletic? Were you physical and aggressive out there? Who would you most liken yourself to? Um, I was I had sausage arms, so strength <laughs> was slightly um underwhelming slight deficiency. <laughs> I, I um I was Cunning was my strength. Who's the most cunning Ruckman, Scott? Cun- cunning. Um, you know, geez, I just was able sausage to... Sausage arms, I thought of Darcy Moore straight away. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I've got a sort of Darcy Moore-like strength. And um, um, I could run a little bit and I was I was cunning. I used to be able to get in the right spots. It was, about, it was my probably, only asset. Probably Matthew Cruiser. Matthew Cruiser's... I'm, I'm very, thinking Dean Cox, good. I reckon. Yeah, the athleticism it. of yeah. Dean Cox skill. Is that fair? I'll, t- I'll certainly take that. Yeah. <laughs> So how does that go down, mate, at the coaches' dinner? I'm sure that's coming up in a couple of weeks. You get all the AFL yeah, coaches um, at your joint. You cook up a big beef burgundy or a hot pot or something, a few bottles of red wine, etc. Who gets 
best on in these coaching meetings? Like I'd imagine sort of Clarko would be your $3.50 favourite, maybe one of the Scott twins. Rocket's got a sharp tongue. Beveridge would be coming up with his sort of really weird and funky, unpredictable stuff. How do those meetings or those parties at your joint actually go down? Um, I do a lot of listening. Um, so <laughs> uh, Andrew always said to me that he said the hardest meeting he ever chaired was the AFL coaches, and I um, I can understand how he said that. They are very, um, they're very forthright, black and white group of people. I put them in a room, and there's a lot of strong views. So the, I do a lot of listening. Um, I put a fair bit of red wine in the burgundy to make sure that they sort of get rolling and sort of take the edge off them. <laughs> a bit of truth um, serum. Yeah, a bit of that, all that, but it's good to hear from what they're going. But they're, they've got very strong views, as I'm sure you guys understand. Now, Gil, just talking off air, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on what you think the best thing about our game is today. That's a good question. What I love at the moment is, um, I think one singular thing, I love the fact that right now almost all of the teams can beat each other on the right day. Yep, yep. I think... Um, the athleticism, uh, you know, the, the players are just incredible what they do. And so I, I love the athleticism uh, of our game and what the players are doing. So I like, I like the fact that we're rolling up, we're enjoying what we're seeing on field and pretty much anyone can beat anyone. And, and it, it just means you're turning on the telly or going to the game really looking forward to what you're going to get. And, and that hasn't been like that for a while. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I reckon watching at home, you sort of the momentum at the moment is is crazy in football. Well, yeah. you talk about the weekend. You had you had Melbourne down by five goals and won by seven or eight. Yep. Carlton were down by forty four points and were up in the last quarter. It's, it's just you know there's a, there's an element of you don't anyone can win in any game and from anywhere. Yeah, hundred percent agree. What about improvements, Gil? If you could make one improvement, what would it be? I would have an improvement that team the system means the teams can improve quicker. Like I look at say, well, Brisbane are on the bottom at the moment. They've been down there for two or three years, and it's just a long haul for them to turn that list around and to get back competing the top. You know, they're probably halfway through their turnaround, so it just takes a long time. And I would love to have a system that meant we could the clubs could. You know, if for whatever reason they get themselves in a bad spot, they can turn around quicker. But the Bulldogs did that pretty quickly, and that was by nailing their draft picks, Gil. Well, wouldn't you say that um, yeah, recent you, you, changes... You say they were quick. They, were, they went and they were in the bottom four or five for three or four years. Yeah. And you think during that... I remember the Herald Sun writing articles at the time when Brendan McCartney was, was coaching... Are they even relevant in the competition anymore? Mm. Do you remember that period? It's like yep. they were, you know. So I, I think that people now they look at them and they go, "Oh, they turn around so quickly." I think they had nearly five years of people saying, "Are they relevant?" Well, I think that's the, a long time, five years. It's hard th- for people to stick fast. Yeah. yeah, and I think with the Bulldogs that year that Bevo come in when he came in in January, I think everyone thought they were morals to come bottom of the ladder again. Yeah. So right. as, as you said, they were down for probably four or five years and Bevo really got them to springboard back into finals, which nobody's seen coming. No. So what are you going to do about that, Gil? Like in terms of Brisbane, you know, Scotty stitched the lines up again on the weekend. Hey, you going to, you know, is it freeing up free agency yeah, or is it priority yeah, draft? It, it, it builds while you don't know. It's a bit like a lot of sort of, I don't know, the iceberg theory, what you can't see. Mm. So Brisbane, you know, have got, um, they got four picks in the top 20 last year. Yep. And um, they've got... Uh, Shaky leaving. 
they got well. We don't know what's happening there, but but there are other young talent. They've got some good mid-range, uh, middle-aged players who are serious talent. Beams, Zorko. So so they just they'll have another great crack at the draft this year. It looks like they'll get the top you know the top pick. Um, I'm I'm not as emotional as others are about individual players leaving. I think if you look at the history of um, of players leaving clubs. You know, big game players, and I'm not comparing Shaggy to these guys, but who won out of the Judd deal in the end, I'm not sure. I mean, West Coast mm. got, um, I think they got Maston and um, and clearly Kennedy. Josh Kennedy. Mm. Dangerfield leaves and Adelaide get Miller and someone else. Dingle. So if Shaggy goes, he goes. I think the majority of that group are committed. They're young, and it'll happen in the next year or so. It's just It'll be four or five years. Uh, four or five years before they're back up really competing for the finals from when they started to break the bill. What did you think uh, with the Zach Jones punch, uh, Gil? Because clearly uh, Simon Lethlane made a stand. He didn't want to see this in footy and then it seemed like a bit of a lightweight sanction. What did what was your gut feel when you watched that? I mean, I can't imagine you would have liked seeing that. No. My gut reaction was this always happens in football. We do something then there's a medium-sized punch that's going to really test Everything. That's just that's the that's the reality of, of this role. I think um, if we're going to have an independent MRP, we we'll have to accept the jury. I don't think the Zach Jones thing would have got any punishment the week before. Yeah, he did get found guilty. It's just the question of what the sanction. I think he got a thousand or fifteen hundred or two thousand bucks or something. Yep. Um, and I'm okay that um, that he didn't get rubbed out for a week for that. I'm found, glad he found guilty. And I think that I, you know, I wasn't okay, clearly, that things like the Cunnington incident, he didn't get a week out, and that will go forward. I think there has to be a level of force. Yeah. We now know what the rules are, and, and I think um, I think that will get us through the end of the year, and, 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 and hopefully people will go, well, if you, we're getting the right outcomes. Our man here, Scotty Penderbury, claims to be, to be a very hardball negotiator. Uh, Gil, your deal with the CBA is obviously coming very close. And Scotty here is a very important representative as part of that AFL-PA team. You looked mm. across him, looked across the table at him and see those, you know, that hardline negotiating. Well, I'm, From, I'm how's he going on that front? Or has he even well, showed up? I, I would like to actually pull the deal off the table so I can see the whites of Scotty's eyes and see whether he had the starch to strike or not. <laughs> I've seen him doing the nude photo shoots with his baby, and I'm thinking, this is not a guy who's going to strike. That's not nude, or it's just shirtless, mate. Oh, whatever. It was highly inappropriate. <laughs> He's wondering whether you've got the guts, Scotty, to uh, to strike, mate. You're going to sit down and do all that? Or? No, well, we, we've got Marshy. I haven't sat across the table from Gil, so um, Marshy and Gil do it. They play table tennis back and forth, and... Leave the two big kingpins to, to do their do you business. Do reckon Marsh, you would do a shirtless shot <laughs> with his baby? Well, apparently it's really good for the baby's bacteria, skin on skin. So, obviously, you didn't do that with your, with your three? Everyone's able to find an article to support, to support what they want to do. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I, I stress that to Jay every week. Hey, when is this deal going to be done, mate? It's, uh, it all sounds like it's um, nearly sorted. I'm hopeful in, in the coming weeks. Yep. I'm... Nothing's ever done till it's done, and the last little bits take forever. But the, I feel substantively most of the stuff is 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 in hand. Um, negotiations continue, but I'd love to see it done in the coming weeks, and I'm and I'm I'm halfway bullish that it will be. Are you going to get anything back from? So the players get the thirty or twenty percent pay rise. They get everything. Yeah. What, what so what does does the game get back from? Just the normal stuff. They get better Nothing. media We're access. Gonna, anything. Shutting down AFL House. 
basically the players have got all the money and we're going we're gonna to have to walk to work and <laughs> we're going back to, we're going back to um, Quills. They've got it good, haven't they? Now, Gil, I am, I am here. I don't often uh, step in, but we do go a fair way back, probably back till 2011. We used to uh, hang out often at work because I used to work at AFL House. Um, I'm, yeah. We only ever... <laughs> we, yeah, I'm, no I'm sure you remember. You sounds like you remember. Yeah. <laughs> we only get people on to ask the big questions. Uh, this year, we're going big, the twilight thing's off the table, but... What are we looking at in terms of halftime entertainment and are the Killers going to play halftime entertainment at the grand final this year? Uh, I don't know who's going to play the grand final entertainment. I've heard that uh, there was some level of discussion around the Killers. I've also heard um, give us some 20 names. other bands. So, give, give us some big know. names. Go on, you got someone. Well, I know that they've spoken to... Coldplay, U2, Beyonce, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Are you taking the piss uh, now, They've spoken to Ed Sheeran. What a they've scoop. They've spoken to Taylor Swift. They've spoken to... Now, it'll be anyone of those. <laughs> this, this is, see, this is why I should ask more questions. So, Gil, just on one question, one last one from me. Um, with the halftime stuff, what do you take... You go on the Super Bowl trip slash junket every year? Hutchie's junket, Gil. Is that right? No, I've never been on Hutchie's junket. I've been to... I've been to three Super Bowls over the journey, and um, they spend a lot of money. Do you know the production alone for their halftime is about twelve or thirteen million dollars. That's Jeepers. separate to artist fees or or anything else. So That's like Scotty's contract for like three years. <laughs> Thirty yeah, years. Yeah, Pendles' contract. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know, maybe I jumped in there, but the, 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 the Super Bowl is is you know they can do a lot more with it. That's part of the reason. People talked about Twilight and, and, and Night Grand Finals is because you can br- deliver a broader, um, you know, a, a sort of different event that you know we can try and be the, the best day of sport, not only in Australia but anywhere. So, but they've got huge budgets over there. Scotty, who's going to win the NBA? Um, do you follow it closely? Enough. Um, well, I think Golden State are going to win. They'll win in five. But it's Steve Kerr, the head coach, probably won't coach because of. His back surgeries that he's had, massive migraines and nausea. But it starts on Friday, so we've got the morning off Friday, so I'm, I'm wrapped. Sit back with little Jackson, give him an NBA you education. You only need to watch the last three or four minutes. Oh, everyone says that about basketball. No way. It's, it's, all, uh, it's all the stuff that happens in between that makes the series so good. Yeah, I, I get it. I love the, the stories. I mean, I've, I've watched the NFL a lot. I've watched two NFL games a week. I just... Can't get into wow. the basketball as much as the NFL. I, could, I know, you know, I know the NFL back to front, but not the same as basketball. <laughs> because you literally, I've been to games that in America they don't really try until the last three or four minutes. I know the playoffs would be different, but they've got such a long schedule. They don't yeah. really get into eighty-two the games. Trip. Yeah, we're yeah. getting we're getting a few players on the show soon to have a chat to. So you must we'll never sleep, more. Gil, if you can uh, run the AFL as well as you do and watch two games of NFL. I go for uh, four a week. hours in NFL. Yeah, game. which take absolutely forever. Monday, Monday night, Tuesday night, and you, when they watch the replays, all the ads are cut out and all the yeah, breaks. True. It goes for about 10 minutes. Yeah, true. Before we let you go, Gil, and we thank so much for uh, coming on uh, the podcast today, do you still hold it against Dennis Pagan? You're, a, you're on Carlton's sup list for a couple of years. Uh, that, that was uh, Parker. No, Parkin, not Pagan, sorry. Do you hold it against Pagan? How did that go down when he, when he gave you the house? It was brief, it was brutal, and <laughs> um, totally deserved. I, I was weighed in measures, and 
came up short, and I was happy enough with that. He, um, he, I was so I was so irrelevant at Carlton, and he doesn't even remember that I was there, and I was there for seven months. Have you reminded so, him about it since? No, he still doesn't remember, even though people bring it up. I was, uh, <laughs> I found my level, though. I wasn't good enough, so um, I was a, uh, I was a reasonably okay amateur player, and that's about it. But I love the football, and um, you know we're going we're going pretty well, and uh, and the players are. Huge part of that, and Scotty and you and the leadership of the, the group's amazing, and we're, we're in pretty good space at the moment. Well, we thank you so much for coming on the show today, Gil. We know you'd been and, asking and, uh, and, and, for and a couple of weeks. Yes, mate. Just because no one can say anything these days without someone writing it up seriously, just to clarify, yes, um, the players aren't getting all the money. They'll get a fair result, and it'll all be good, and we'll be able to invest in the community and our clubs. And we'll go ahead and thrive and flourish together for the record just because I have to do that because I never know what someone's going to write. Yeah, especially Joe. This sounds like you're backpedalling, Gil. I'm not backpedalling, <laughs> I'm clarifying. Who was your premiership tip? Did we get to that? Who are you picking? Uh, uh, premiership yeah. tip? Yeah. Uh, Don't GWS. say St. Kill. GWS. Ooh. Is anyone going to rock up? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All good. It'll hey. be full. Whoever it is, it'll be full. All the best uh, with everything you do, Gil. Thanks so much for your time today. Game's in great shape, isn't it, Scotty? It is. It's in great shape. So thanks, Gil, for coming on. And we'll, thanks uh, for having me on, and uh, well done, guys, and uh, we'll see you around. Cheers, mate. Thank you, mate. Scotty, what did you uh, make of that, mate? You happy with our, how our interview went? I was very happy. I, was, I said I didn't know a great deal about Gil before he came on the show, and I was very impressed about his polo career. Captain Australia, or represented Australia, um, was a professional player, played in England. For polo, I actually just thought it was a game played for like the Portsea Polo, the Albert Park Polo. I didn't know that you could be professional. And just so people that's my, have an that's my, to get drunk. Yeah, that's my ignorance. But I found that um, really cool that, you know, he's, he's done that. And um, I thought his views course. on, on um, the Brisbane situation were... Yeah, um, in terms of shaky what he I think going. he said he was yeah. not as emotional about it as other people. And we've spoken about this before, about players leaving to go elsewhere. Not being the end of it's the world. Not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, because they'll get something back if he does go. Hypothetically, he leaves, they'll get something back. Mm. So what do you think? How'd it go? Yeah, Dangerfield, Frank. You were very, very excited today. I have been excited. On. Yeah, this is a, always good to chat to uh, very powerful places, but have you ever heard of more Powerful nervous... people, not places. Uh, English isn't the first language. Have you ever heard a more nervous question <laughs> than Braden here, mate? How, how, you're pretty nervous with that, weren't you, mate? Well, actually, I... He do I do he know panicked. Gil and Gil well, remembered me, which was he su- didn't know you. <laughs> o- off he air, no he idea. remembered me, which was a massive surprise. On yeah. air, he just pretended not to know me uh, for whatever reason. No, he's got no idea you are, mate. But that's good. Hey, can we talk about um, the cats for the minute? Um, it was interesting what happened. The cats. Hold um, on, I want to ask. Go. That's, so that's that's a big coup for the show. Getting Gil on. I agree. Well, that's is it good. not? He's doing what right. sort of feedback will you get from your colleagues about that? Will they be pretty positive? About that, or will they, um, you know, typical footy banter with it? Will they, or will I get? Um, I haven't had the feedback. The feedback. Yeah, what are you going to get? Haven't had a lot of feedback, I guess, um, about what we do here. We're just sort of um, trying to put something together. I think they will have enjoyed that. Hopefully, there was a bit of mix of bit of fun stuff, bit of serious newsy stuff. Um, so hopefully the boys there at the Herald Sun will uh, will have a listen. A lot of listeners. Do they get around us? Um, they enjoy. It? Surely they'll rally around. Who's our biggest? Who's so. our fi- biggest fan at the Herald Sun? Uh, I reckon. Uh, we start at the top. I reckon Robbo. Oh. Um, oh, he does love us. He mentioned us on his show 360. He's he's got a little show. 
yeah. he does 360. I you mentioned he didn't us on mention us. I think Robbo just said the show. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the cats now? Yeah, go for uh, it. Patrick Dangerfield, Joel Selwood, you got you beat these two, or the cats, a couple of weeks ago. Um, they continued to deliver. Patrick Dangerfield came up huge late in the uh, win against Port Adelaide. They've got the Crows this weekend. Probably match of the round. Who would you tag out of these two, Scotty? I'm interested in the opposition view of these two players. If you had to stop one, you know, who do the clubs try and target more so? How uh, do you see that balance? We, well, obviously here we've gone to Joel over Paddy, to, yeah, over Paddy or Danger. So, um, yeah, we've gone to, to to Joel a few times to try and take his influence out of the game. And there's been times where we haven't gone to either of them and backed in our structures. So, um, you know, obviously I was watching the game and I thought. As good as Dangerfield's goal was late, I thought it was his tackle efforts that actually won them. <laughs> you've, you've just spilt water all over the Jeez, front of your shirt. That looks really that's good. A good <laughs> that's a good effort. Yeah. Danger's tackles late in that game. He got two holding the ball decisions in crucial times, crucial moments that were more important than his goal. And I know the goal won them the game. But his defensive stuff. His defensive work was more important than the goal because... Twice they were out and they probably would have scored. So he kicked the goal worth six. He's probably saved them 12 points. And very smart play by Selwood and Mitch, Dunk, Mitch Duncan on the set shot from well, Charlie Dixon. I was going to ask you about this. So when you're lining up, we should explain it. So Charlie Dixon has his crucial set shot. Everyone's probably seen it. Um, and Duncan was on one side, sort of 10 or 15 metres away, and Selwood was on the other side. And they were counting down the seconds, of course. Charlie Dixon runs out of time. They used to close in. He has to hand pass, and they don't kick the goal. And Charlie's been pretty heavily uh, criticised for this. How aware of the shot clock are you, Scotty, when you take a mark and have a shot inside 50? I've, I've had one set shot for the year, so not... Overly, but on the weekend I was looking for the shot clock in our game at the G. At the G, and I don't think we had a shot clock. So really, well, I didn't see one. So maybe I was looking you at the wrong, it. wrong scoreboard. But I feel like, and I, as I, said, I could be wrong, but if they've got it in that game, then it needs to be at every stadium. Well, so because the Jong players were really smart, they were actually watching the clock, mm. and then they gestured to the umpire play on, and then they went and because you can't, it can't hit zero, and you just run in. You've got to wait for the umpire. He still controls the game. But, mm. yeah, I, I think it, if it was at our game, I didn't see it, and I definitely looked for it. State of Origin, a couple of years ago, you called for the reintroduction of State of Origin. Uh, Scotty, I certainly loved it as a kid. Um, you would have too. Do you think we can have State of Origin in our game? Um, I know the players would support it. I don't think that's, that's an issue. But, but the, the clubs wouldn't. The clubs wouldn't because you can't afford to lose a player. Um, in those games, and I remember when I played in it in 08, we Josh Fraser did his PCL in the game and yep. um, killed as it a, basically as a, as a ruckman too. Doing your PCL in that game, it, it really hurt his career after that. Um, you know, he was a jumping athletic ruckman that he had to deal with that injury. So, so Josh Fraser killed State of Origin. Um, no, but I, all the coaches have been concerned from that point anyway. So um, it's definitely something that the players get behind because you can see that you know all the players go play international rules. It's just the timing of when. When do you do it? Do you have a league-wide buy played on a Friday night? Mm. Um, shorten the game so it's you know four flat twenties, um, like an exhibition match. We have, have like. umpires who, you know, you sort of whistle it a bit quicker. If there's ever, like any pack forms, it's just ball up straight away or whatever. You know, trial a trial a couple of new rules in the game or something because certainly playing in 08 for me as a well, I might have been 20, 
years old. It was unbelievable to be... One of your career highlights. Yeah, absolutely. To, to play alongside players I played with in that game and just sort of sit there, watch, learn, listen, different coach, all that sort of stuff. It was amazing. We got a great watch to... The, in- the international um, rules, are you committed to that? So it's going to happen yep. in what, about October? It's in oh, Perth I think it's, and no, I think Adelaide? It's November. November. Um, are you in for that? Yeah, I've put my hand up the last few years to play. I just had surgeries in back-to-back year, which has stopped me from playing, so... Yeah, any time that the opportunity arises to play with players from other teams, um, meet coaches from other sides, I think every player in the comp always talks about if you could be a fly on the wall in another club, you'd love to sit there and, and listen to see how they go about it. And um, Yeah, I'm definitely put my hand up if I get the uh, all clear at the end of the season. Coco, can you imagine what Scotty would be like around like Shawnee Burgoyne? You need anything, Sean? You want to drink a water? Can I he's, get you anything, mate? He's Shawnee. one of my favourite players, Sean Burgoyne. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Silk. Scotty's just a, he's a student of the game. He just likes to sit back, analyse, soak in. He just learns. Well, Bomber Thompson was my coach Oh yeah. back then. And that was a real contrast between Mick and Bomber. How Walked so? into the pre-game meeting with Bomber and there was nothing on the whiteboard. He just had the team. And then he asked Scarlo how he wanted to do the kickouts. Sort of like just an open discussion. <laughs> Do you use it as a, a bit of a fact-finding mission? You wouldn't take that back to Mick and say this is how it was run, would no, you? I'd, um, It'd be just no, something you'd, you'd enjoy. Yeah, you just sit back and enjoy and see what you like and don't like. And um, you know, Obviously, down the line, I'd love to get into coaching, so just keep it all on my iPad and got a little journal plugging away of things I like, don't like, things that work, don't work, that I think. What's the commitment levels like from the other star players that you indicate? Like, is Dane, all the boys in this year, do you reckon? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one because I think a lot of the guys are keen to play. It's just whether you get through the year and then the clubs give you the medical clearance to go play. So, um, you know, if the season stopped right now and everyone was available, I'm sure a lot of guys would be putting their hand up to play because the last few years the experience has been fantastic from, from what I've heard and all the players are really getting behind the the um, International Rule Series. Hey, let's do uh, quickly our Hot and Not. We like doing this every uh, week. Uh, hot uh, is your form, Scotty. Um, the past two weeks, you've really hit your straps, mate. Do you feel, with the 19 coaches' votes in the past two weeks, do you feel like you're sort of back at 100%, mate? Um, oh, I just feel like I'm playing my role for the oh. side, Jay. Um, <laughs> Please. No, it's, it has been... Um, I think the brand of footy we're playing at the moment too is is really good. And what's that? More, um, it's more instinctive and free flowing. Yeah, I think, as I said, the the Hawthorne game, even the Giants game, um, a bit of a quicker pace. Um, you know, we're just we. It's hard to say. I just think we're just playing more natural football. Um, defensively, we've been holding up very well. Excellent. Um, you know, they had thirty three inside fifties. We'd obviously like them to score a little bit less, but. Um, you know, and I think the other thing is we have to take the, take our chances a bit better. We kicked, I think, five goals, fifteen or something from set shots on the weekend. That mm. flipped that around, and um, you know, it's probably a non-issue. You need speed on the game this weekend against Freo because they love their stoppages, scoring from stoppages, Scotty, and structuring up behind the ball, mate. So you need to move that ball uh, quickly. What's hot for you? Um, what hot for me is um, your man, Josh Kelly. I watched that game, recorded it, and watched the Giants versus uh, West Coast. He's oh, he'd be the close to the best midfielder in the comp at the moment. Really, he is that good. He's quick. He wins it inside, outside, left and right foot, and he doesn't waste a disposal. Um, yeah, he's he's their best midfielder at the Giants. Wow. Him and Toby Green are the two main guys. I think. What's his ceiling? You reckon? Oh, 
be crazy to put one on him. How old is he? Twenty two. 23? Yep. Adzi did go on SEN and say if he was in Essendon's shoes, who's been hyped to get uh, Dusty Martin, mm. he would actually pick Kelly over Martin. Is that... What do you reckon, Jack? Yeah, I think so. Particularly because he's a bit younger. Um, he's yeah. a super player. He's a and he bit, goes, he goes like so hard both ways. Remember, Melbourne had the chance. They had that pick, the Demons, and they traded that pick. Could have had Josh Kelly for... And they got Christian Salem and Dom Tyson. It'll be interesting to measure that sort of over the next few years because certainly Joshy Kelly is on fire. Um, what's not? What did you think of the uh, the Premiership reunion, Scotty, that Geelong had at the weekend? Stevie J... He's on an injury break. So is this your what's not hot? This is my yeah, what's not it. hot. Um, Stevie J, he's up there, and we love Stevie, but he's having a beer when he's on an injury break. Now, um, I think the criticism of this has been a little bit over the top because surely uh, before the game he would have had a discussion with Leon and Leon would have said, look, mate, you can have a couple of beers, enjoy yourself, and then come back to training. you think that's fair enough for one of the greats of the game? Um, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think if he's had the discussion with the club yep. um, about it, um, and you know he's a 32-year-old guy that's mature enough to have that discussion. Premiership and, player. Um, you know, and they are. We haven't had our 10-year reunion yet, obviously, but it's. Um, Isn't that going to be a big night? I'll probably. Gee, hopefully, I'm. Hopefully, I'm playing. <laughs> still, so. Um, but I'd hate to see the festivities organised around that weekend. Who uh, do you think would be best on? To, like, how would you frame a betting market for the 2010 10-year premiership reunion? You'd already be paying out bets for Swanee right now, wouldn't you? <laughs> Benny Johnson. Oh, did he play? You played, didn't yeah, Benny yeah, Johnson? Yeah. Oh, One reckon, of our better players on the day. I reckon he'd be up there as well. What about for you, mate? What's not hot? Um, for me, it's the debate around the rush behind. The Josh Green, um, Jaden Short. Just so much debate um, and opinion about it when... All the clubs were explained what the rule was, and um, you know, I understand it doesn't look good or whatever. But like watching that at home, I actually thought he he will get pinged here because that's how it was explained to us. If you didn't make a clear intent to keep the ball in play, um, and what probably done him over is the fact that he slid on the ground to knock it through. Mm. You know, how do you you see guys now? They'll go pick up that ball and fumble, and it goes through, and you're okay. In fact, the fact that he just pretty much conceded that he couldn't get the ball or keep yeah. it alive. So he could That's have been a bit smarter him. about it. I think so. Is it okay that Josh Green slows up, throws his arms out? Well, I don't think he's, he slowed up. I think just Jaden Short was a lot quicker than no, him. He slowed up, mate. Um, he slowed up right at the end, but yeah. that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, you can debate it as much as you like. No but it's still smart. That. You said you weren't a big fan of black and white rules. Can you can you just make make it the boundary rule all the way around? The deliberate, over the boundary, keep it the same. If you rush it like you rush over the boundary... It's no. it's a free kick then. No, because the, the penalty is so harsh. Mm. I don't mind... They can make I, the ball up. I reckon that, yeah, the penalty should be... Um, point? Like a, yeah, no, not a point because that just gives you the ball back. Is that what you say? Like no, a no, point they, get a, they get a point. They get a rush and behind. Then they, and oh, yeah. Ball yeah. Up. yeah, I don't mind that. Because there's a certain goal when you weren't in a position to actually score massive swinging games. Yeah. Well, huge. I, I normally don't do it for what's not hot. But um, there's been a lot, of, a lot of media about Chappelle Corby this week. Do you, have you heard of it? You heard I of have. Chappelle? Yep, I, I have. heard of Chappelle. Uh, jailed ooh, in 2005 uh, for uh, drug running into Bali with her, her famous boogie board. Now, I just wanted to put together a bit of a list for her. Look after her a bit. She's coming back home. Things that she's missed out on in her time in prison. 
So I'm looking at some of these things. It was Pendle's draft year, so he's still playing in the AIS. So she's missed his whole career missed his this whole, point. Missed his whole career. Doesn't know who... Norm Smith. You know her. She doesn't know you. So Jay-Z, where were you? 2005. Oh, gee. Um, I was working at the Geelong Advertiser. Geelong Addy. She missed the Essendon drug saga. Memes. There's no memes. Gangnam style. There was Social media didn't exist. She just came up with her Instagram profile. There was no Instagram, no Twitter. Facebook was still in its early stages. Wow. Prime Minister. Her Prime Minister was John Howard. Uh, so there's a million things. No Netflix. Carlton's had five coaches. Melbourne's had eight in that time. Uh, she doesn't know Lance Armstrong's a fraud. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't know that Michael Jackson's dead. So there's, there's a million here. Any, you got any? Any? You want to chip in? We're still talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) So now the social media does exist. I'll put it out there on social media. Hashtag Jock and Journo. Some things that Chappelle Corby's missed out on. We've also got a few tweets. But this this was the big one. We blow up uh, Twitter every week. But last week, Scotty calling out Brad Grant. I I didn't call him out. I said he burnt me. You called him an asshole. Um, (laughs) That's that's probably a a little bit of calling him out. It wasn't me calling him an asshole. It's back in the day. As now, it was my feelings as like a 12-year-old turning into the media, mate. (laughs) Well, he listens to the show and he tweeted us. He said, hi, SP10, my deepest apologies in not signing your poster. Love the show and sent us in a little card that had uh, his signature signature on it. We're still waiting for that card. (laughs) We'll put a photo up when we get it. With the hashtag asshole on it. Can I say, that was great fun by Greeny and good on him uh, for doing that. It was obviously, yeah, not serious, it was a light-hearted gag and he's a great fella doing great things down in the North Melbourne Footy Club, especially uh, with all the young guys down there. So thanks for having some fun good on you, uh, with us, uh, Greeny. Before we go, there is a, a serious topic um, and that's your teammate Alex Fasolo, Scotty, and we discussed this uh, before the show and you're pretty adamant about not saying anything about it. Um, so is that right? Or I mean, he, clearly he's got the support. Was, I think... He's got all the support. Um, he's made a very courageous decision in coming out and seeking help. And um, we're not medical professionals, and I don't think there's much we can say about it. That I've spoke to him privately. I've offered my support. Um, can't wait to see him back in here. And um, you know, very proud that he's come out. And yeah, there's not much I think that can be gained from opinions just going around this and talking in circles because. I just think you just leave it to the professionals to deal with and as I said it's very courageous to just come out and ask for help I agree it's a fantastic reflection not only of the Collingwood Football Club but uh, the way I think we're dealing with this maturely as a whole because 10 years ago I'm not sure players were as comfortable putting their hand up and saying they're having some mental health problems it is a super common issue in uh, society and the 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 goodwill feeling that has emanated around um, footy over the past 24 hours for Alex Fasolo, I think, is just a wonderful reflection of the game at the moment and how maturely uh, we're sort of treating this issue. Now, Collingwood are saying that um, this could be a short-term break for Alex, and uh, we'd love to see him back when he's feeling uh, well enough. Great fella, Alex Fasolo. Hey, um, it has been announced, Scotty, that the club is undertaking a review, a club-wide review that's going to go through every department, the media department, Cox. They're going to check out your great uh, digital work as well as the, uh, the uh, men's and women's football, the netball as well. It's going to kick off shortly. Um, what's your take on this, mate? Do you think it's a good thing? Um, I heard Eddie briefly touch on it and say it's looking for untapped potential in the Collingwood Footy Club. So I think it's a great thing that the club's you know thinking about that and not just resting on their laurels. And um, I think it was Pete Murphy's 
going to come in and do the review. And um, Sounds as, like a very smart man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you're entrusted with reviewing a whole football club, clearly you know your stuff. And um, I think it's a great opportunity, as Ed said, to, to look into what potential mm. and what opportunities lie at the football club. And I think since 2007, Collingwood's staff levels have doubled. I mean, now you've got three other teams or two other teams, uh, clearly. So is there, there is a lot happening and it's going to be a strategic look. I think over the next couple of weeks, you might just ask the question, what will footy clubs or footy departments look like in 10 years, Scotty? So there's been a bit of talk or, um, you know, when, when players go over to the college circuit, they see that players now have like sleep pods. You know, they can have a, a midday sleep to help rejuvenate them, that sort of stuff. So hashtag Jock and Journal. If you've got any ideas, what should footy players or coaches have over the next 10 years or in 10 years' time to uh, to sort of help them? Before we yeah, go? I think next week, we're going to issue the challenge to you, the Live Like an Athlete Challenge. It's going to be an eight-week challenge for you next week next week we're going to issue the challenge next week I'll put on it's going to be at my gym progression fitness around the corner in richmond yeah, i'm overdue what are you All trying right? to say about so I'm you're not... going to be the face of the challenge <laughs> the face of the challenge <laughs> you're really struggling so this is <laughs> no huge. so it's going to be on you to to lift to lift All right. you need i think you need that pressure on you what, to perform what kind of stuff ex-professional boxer yeah one fight one win one fight one win so what it's kind on of stu- you what kind of stuff are we talking what are we talking well you can be involved as well yeah. We'll get Coco involved as well. Okay. <laughs> Eight week. There'll be a weigh in at the start. What are you doing? My pants are feeling a little bit There'll tight. There'll be a weigh in at the start, weigh in at the end, and we'll see the progress. Oh, All right. Well, uh, thanks very much for joining uh, the Jock and Journo show today. You're very nervous, Braden. I want the next week, I just want you to sort of develop your confidence and your question asking. We'll see if we can get a lift from you. <laughs> Next week. Scotty, thanks so much for joining us. Good thanks, luck against mate. the Dockers. Thank you. First win. You haven't won in the West under Nathan Buckley. No, we so haven't. Can't uh, change that at the moment, can we? Time, mate. Lift. Get a chance. This Control the controllable. See you later. Coco, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks Cheers. for listening. Bye-bye. Cheers.